Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Direct. Hard-hitting. No holds barred. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Oh my, feel for uh, everybody in Prairie Provinces, it's C-O-L-D, and uh, in British Columbia, snowstorms. Meanwhile, in southern Ontario, it's not so bad, but it's going to get wintry. So, um, what was I going to talk about? What was I going to say? I hate it when that happens. I hate it when I leave a store and I can't find my car. Looking for a black sedan in a parking lot full of black sedans. So you know what you do, right? You push a little alarm button on. Oh, I know what I was going to say. That horrific road rage incident in Calgary. We're going to talk about that and about road rage hour one tomorrow. We have to. Because there are, there are stories waiting to be told of people who have been victimized by road rage. And in many cases, passersby did nothing to help. Nothing. Nothing. I remember speaking with a woman who had an experience not dissimilar entirely to the woman in Calgary. Uh, Two guys jumping up and down the hood of her car, trying to kick in her windshield. Meanwhile, people were walking by, driving by, doing nothing to help. It is time for Beauties and the Beast with today, Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, and Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, seatmate to Justin Trudeau, uh, at Michelle Simpson on Twitter, Linda Leatherdale is not with us. We're Linda Leatherdale less today. She's in Chicago, and she is angry, and and rightly so. It seems a certain airline, with Air in Canada in its in its in its name, deposited Linda in Chicago, and well, she's kind of deposited. She can't get home. So, I could put her on the air from Chicago, but I think she'd be so mad, she'd burn up the phone lines. I was right about now, Roy. What's that? I I think when when I saw her email, I think her flight was like now. So, you know what I mean? So, she she was going to be like in the air, basically. Yeah, well, maybe. But you're quite right. (laughs) She was probably a little bit afraid that she would totally lose it. Yeah, she's not happy. She's not a happy camper right now. She's not. So how are y'all doing? Y'all doing all right. How good. But Linda's experience reminded me of when I used to, when I was with CFIB, I traveled incessantly, and uh, the disappointments with Air Canada were legion. <laughs> it was just disgusting, and... Uh, and, and and very there was so nonchalant about it, you know. That that I guess is what. Now I think that's what made her kind of crazy too. But I remember once I had a meeting with the finance minister in Ottawa, and I had a, a scheduled flight, and I got to the airport. You know, there was no indications, and they said, "Oh, we've canceled it." Basically, what that meant was they didn't have enough people on board to justify having that flight. They said, "Oh, you can always take the one in an hour," and I said, "No, I can't. I have a meeting with the finance minister, and I will miss it." If I don't, if this flight that was supposedly scheduled doesn't happen, 
But they were so blasé. I think that the blasé part probably bugged me as much as anything. See, if you'd gone on and become a senator, as you were asked to do, <laughs> you would have been calling the meetings, and you would have gone to the meetings in a Challenger jet paid for, paid for by the taxpayers. Oh, yeah, well, you would have had the Challenger I jet. I didn't become a senator, Roy. <laughs> you would have had the so Challenger jet no, wa- waiting for you. I could not myself in the mirror. <laughs> yes. Hey, Michelle, she would have had the Challenger jet waiting in the just for Catherine to get there. Oh, absolutely. Uh. So what do you make of, what do you make of, um, we, we talked about it quite a bit uh, today. We talked about Bradwall's confrontation with uh, Premier, Prime Minister Trudeau. And uh, last night was kind of a nasty, um, well, the, the, under, the undercurrent made me feel like Mr. Trudeau might jump up and start throwing elbows. Uh, what, what do you make of, of, uh, of the Trudeau-Wall confrontation? I'm going to start with the, uh, with a former member of parliament and the former seatmate of the prime minister. Seems like he's got a, it just looked like his temper was ready to crack there, uh, Michelle. Well, it is because he's trying to cobble together support so that he looks good on the world stage. And when I say cobbled it together, you know, uh, Christy Clark, she came on board but none of them are really strong. And I'm wondering what the quid pro quo is behind the scenes. Hmm. And I, 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 don't, I don't have a sense of strength for the, the Federation getting behind this. And that would really annoy the Prime Minister. So it's about him? In my mind, yes. It's not about the policy... And the promises he made, it's the, a little bit of the Trump factor, Roy. Uh, you know, I, I, he, I don't get a sense that it's a, this is a strong commitment on the part of many of the provinces. I got that sense, too. You know, and Christy Clark came out and, uh, before, uh, before the, uh, the news conference, and she basically said to the country, uh, I'm not going to be able to sign on to this unless British Columbia gets what it what it demands, and that is uh, fairness, that we're not going to be paying more for carbon than uh, central Canada. And uh, if, I, if we don't get that, we're not signing on. And Catherine, with literally within minutes, yeah, reports yeah, were that she'd signed on. Too, but I, I guess what gets me in all of this, and when you talk about Brad Wall, you know, our, do we elect our politicians to follow some kind of ideological agenda of their own choosing? Um, and, and in this case, Trudeau has made a big deal about spending billions of dollars out of the country. And I don't mind. I, don't, I, I totally don't mind foreign aid. I think we have a responsibility to help people around the world to, you know, that are much poorer than we are. But when I see things like missions, like, like, like military missions, predicated seemingly exclusively on the pursuit of a seat on the United Nations Security Council which the U.N., for anybody, I'm sorry, but for anybody with a brain, the U.N. has been discredited for a very, very long time. And why we should forfeit gobs of money and all kinds of um, policy initiatives that are going to hurt Canadians to, to pursue a seat on a, on a frankly, a, a, a very superficial U.N. committee, a security committee that we have, you know, people like Saudi Arabia and, and, and punitive regimes around the world sit on. It, it makes me crazy. And Brad Wall is doing what, in my view anyway, a political leader should do, which is representing the best interests of his constituents. Here, here. 
and, yep. and with with particularly with the Trump election, but I laughed. I was reading the paper today, and Biden, of course, you know, the VP, lame duck, of course, at this stage of the game, but was in Ottawa, right, and doing the rounds, and everybody's genuflecting for some unknown reason. But uh, you know, he's talking about, oh, Canada, yeah, you pursue that carbon tax. Well, the U.S. under Obama and Biden certainly did not impose a carbon tax. So hypocrites all round, in my view. And yeah, and when uh, our economy. Go, go ahead, Michelle. And hurt Trudeau at all. Love to talk about the middle class. They're going to kill the middle class with this carbon tax. Yeah, yeah. Michelle. Absolutely. Yeah. I I can't disagree, and I think it. You know, it's very disappointing to me. Again, I I'd, I'd really like to know, pasting it together with this carbon tax you know, um, what it is truly going to cost us so that it looks like total buy-in. Well, there's no, there was no, there was no financial uh, economic impact statement uh, or study done, but I just want to go back here and find um, what I, I was reading this earlier today and I mentioned it earlier today. And the the, uh, Premier, Brad Wall, is calling on Prime Minister Trudeau to release an unredacted version of a secret memo, CTV News reported this, prepared for the finance minister, the state's carbon pricing would, quote, cascade throughout the economy and prices would increase most for goods that make intensive use of carbon-based energy. So as I said earlier, just about everything we use. So there's a secret memo, and it was uh, access to information request by Blacklock's reporter, uh, the website, that, uh, that got this out. And so... Uh, Mr. Wall said the first example he's seen showing, quote, the government might have introspectively looked at the implications of carbon pricing. So they have secret information that, uh, yeah, that the carbon tax is not going to help Canada. Well, of course it's not. No. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. No, no, I know, but they have. They actually have. I know. I, I've, I've they have the right in writing. Roy, they have it in writing. The finance department, you know, document. Yeah. But one thing that is for sure is they have not done a fully comprehensive cost-benefit analysis. And what makes me laugh about this particular federal government right now, they, they talked about evidence-based right from the get-go. What a crock. They have done nothing that's been evidence-based. And this latest, you know, this carbon tax fiasco, in my view, is a classic example. There has not been any kind. And, and any decent government should do a, a proper, uh, you know, analysis of the impact of their policies. But yeah, they, they uh, listen, anybody that knows how anything operates has to realize energy prices factor into our food, our, our, our heat, we're a cold country, our, you know, our, uh, all manner of stuff. And of course it's going to cascade. How could it not yeah. cascade through our entire economy? Let me ask you both this very quickly, then we'll take a break and then we'll continue. But how do, how do you see this? Because there's a framework that was agreed to yesterday by most of them. Um, how do you see this playing itself out? Because the federal government has already come back and said to Christy Clark, no, 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 you're not going to have what you said you will have, and that is British Columbia having the, the right to make an independent assessment of whether there's fairness in the system. We'll decide we're the federal government. How do you see this playing itself out five years, three years, four years from now? Let's say uh, 2019, by the time we have the next federal election, where is this issue going to be? Michelle, let oh, me it's ask gonna you. Be, it's it's going to be top of the charts, Roy. Uh, I think, you know, come January 1st, 
in Ontario, uh, we're going to get the first taste of, you know, how it impacts the, you know, the pocketbook in un- for Ontarians. And, you know, I, I really think it's, it's, it could be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Catherine, in my view. Okay. Well, the, yeah, I, I agree, Michelle. And the other, the other thing that we've got to realize, and and my, you know, background in economics, such as <laughs> such as it's worth, uh, tells me that we're going to have, and not just we in Canada, around the world, we have economic challenges uh, for all kinds of different reasons. Governments have spent themselves stupid everywhere in the world for for little, if any, gain at all. In fact, mostly massive debt. And, and this carbon tax and, 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 and cap and trade and, you know, whatever policies various provinces are bringing in are going to be imposed at a time where the economy is very, very fragile and we have yeah. governments up to their eyeballs in debt and, of course, as Linda would say if she were here, <laughs> households in Canada that are up to their eyeballs in debt. So I see fiasco, Roy, at the next yeah. federal election. Yeah, fiasco. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't see how there's anything else is possible. Me neither. We will come back with Michelle Simpson and Catherine Swift on Beauties and the Beast on the Chorus Radio Network after this. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. Let's hear what uh, Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, and Michelle Simpson. Follow Michelle on Twitter, at Michelle Simpson, what they have to say about. How about the My Democracy survey from the federal government of Canada? (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys did the survey. I did. I mean, it was a gong show. It was a gong show. And and of course was treated accordingly. The stuff on Twitter was truly hilarious. It was, uh, and and in the House of Commons for that matter. But you know the 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 guy. Once again, the Liberals and and notably Trudeau because I think this was a bit of a personal thing for him. He he wanted to, you oh, know, he we're not going to have another election under first past the post. Our current our current electoral system, et cetera. And, and he put this very irresponsible person, Marianne Monsef, in charge of the portfolio, which was, I think, a big boo-boo. But, you know, it, they, they have tried to game it so badly so that they bias future elections in favor of, in favor of liberal prospects. And, frankly, Canadians are onto them. They're onto them, and they don't like it, and nor should they like it. So for the people, Michelle, uh, for the people who didn't take the My Democracy survey... It's still there. Well, we... No, it, it, it is. And it, it, we are being churned, to Catherine's point. We're being churned. This was a huge part of the liberal platform. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, we're really comfortable with this big majority that the first past the post delivered. Uh, we're told that Canadians have kind of their interest has waned. Then I saw a poll come out that said it's never been, uh, Canadians have never been more interested 
in changing the electoral system. The, the Liberals just haven't figured out how they can change it so that they can retain power. Well, that, that's the problem, and, and, and I think that's the, that's the real bottom line, because this is a, a, a very, potentially a very complex issue. But the bottom line is they wanted to game the system in their favor, and it's becoming clearer and clearer and clearer that that was the case, and people aren't trusting them, and, and very justifiably so. But you know what else? I, I look in the U.S., and, and I was neither a fan of Trump or Hillary Clinton, so I don't have a, a horse in that race. But it's very interesting how, in, in my opinion anyway, the left wants to discredit the system when they lose. But when they win, that system is okie-dokie. And that's what's happening in the U.S. right now. They're going, oh, well, Hillary won the popular vote. And seemingly she did, but that's not their system. And yet when, when Barack Obama was elected, I actually didn't hear the right. Maybe I missed it, but I didn't hear the right saying, oh, the system sucks, and that's why we lost. I just well, received the only, a... The only yeah. thing I heard about Obama was from Trump saying he's illegitimate because he wasn't born Oh, yeah, but the, oh, yeah, that's a yeah. whole other ballgame. And, yeah, yeah, that's silly. That's yeah. total silly. Let me just read you a, a totally quick silly. email that I received from, from Les just now. Um, he writes, if the conservatives don't find a decent leader soon, it won't matter what Trudeau does. Yeah, same same, same goes for Ontario, he writes. Good point. Yeah. Very good point. And, you know, we, we get into, you know, we, we, we saw a lot of ink this week in the press about, well, we've have seen it for a while now, about the so, so-called cash for access um, in, in the federal liberals. That, 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 you know, they're having these fundraisers, and let's face it, nobody, nobody antes up a pretty big check if they think they're just going for a nice rubber chicken dinner, right? They expect something in return. And I go back to my old broken record talk about how the people behind Justin Trudeau are the same people that were behind Kathleen Wynne. They got away with this cash for access stuff for quite a long time, and then the stench of it got too smelly for enough voters that they realized it was going to be a liability and finally win. And, and these, these rules are only going to come into effect next year, and we'll see exactly how they work. But anyway, they have tightened it up. And the feds, they're doing exactly the same thing and exactly the same advisors who are involved here. I don't think it's a coincidence. We have 20 yeah. seconds left. Michelle, go ahead, please. Uh, it wasn't a coincidence. And it was, they did it federally until Jean Chrétien put his stop to it. But he did it just to get back at Paul Martin. <laughs> it's such a that's nasty game, right? But also, Isn't that's it a also nasty when game? they decided voters should pay for the, that per-vote subsidy, which, yeah. I, which I think sucks. Yeah. Political parties, whoever you are, raise your own money. All right. Generous tax credits. Okay, uh-huh. so your blood pressure is getting a little high there. So. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. have to, we have to end things because the clock says so. But, beauties, okay. thank you so much. I hope Ms. Linda gets a safe flight home, and we'll have her back next Amen Saturday, to too. Yeah. I will talk next weekend. Look forward to it. Toodaloo. Catherine Swift, Michelle Simpson will come back after this.